<laughs> Hello. I thought, I thought you went to open your mouth to speak, so I didn't say anything. I thought you were going to speak first because oh, okay. you usually always talk first. I feel like I said this the last time we had awkward silence. At the Probably, yeah. Because I never know if you're feeling it. If you if you feel like I just being... always let you be great well, because okay. you usually just oh, take it on the run. Well, good morning. I mean, good night. <laughs> good night. Goodbye. We're done with the show. That's it. <laughs> Unlicensed podcast. Hey, guys. How are you? Unscripted. Unapologetic. Um, I have missed being here. I feel like, well, because we had Coco, and then we did our episode on dating apps, mm-hmm. and then we had another guest. We had Madeline Bella. Yes, we So did. now this is probably our first time we're back to, like, somewhat, like, like normal content, I mm-hmm. guess. Maybe because, like, the dating app episode was, like, fun, but it definitely was, like, more outside of our, like, Usual. traditional style of recording and, like, yeah. our traditional, like, subject matter. So today we're easing back in. So do you want to... Explain today we're easing back in. Do you want to explain what we're doing? And so today we are. You want me to explain what we're doing for the month of March? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, I had this cute little idea. I kind of sort of got it from the podcast that I listened to, but um, by the time you guys are listening to this, um, it is officially Women's History Month, leading right out of Black History Month, which is fantastic. Back to back. Pa- they said. Hang on. <laughs> We're not done. Let's keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, each week, Jessica and I are going to pick an influential woman to be. Um, and then we're just going to kind of sort of tell you guys more about them, who they are. Maybe um, why we picked them as well. Why we picked them, yes. And I was also thinking, like, I haven't said this to you, but I was also okay, thinking, like, well, first of all, there will not be an episode next week. I feel like we need to say that real quick. Um, yeah, Jessica's going on a crazy cruise. Yes, it is USC spring break next week, so I'm going on a much-needed vacation. Um, so there will not be an episode next week. I am not, week. so yeah, I will no. be at work. But you're, no, you're moving. You're moving into I am place. moving, which is why I'm not attending. Well, also, well, that's why she's not there, but also maybe that, too, was like a good time for us to like take like a little week break so you can get situated with your new place that's very 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 Um, true yeah so i think it was just like it worked out good timing honestly yeah probably so we won't have an episode next week but for the rest of the month of march we will be talking about influential women and i was kind of thinking too like some of mine might be like women from my own life that i feel like have been influential for me Mm -hmm. um because i feel like it always is nice sometimes like the woman i picked for today is probably not like an obvious choice but i feel like sometimes it's really important to kind of like highlight like those like maybe like every day type of people that are like doing really influential work but don't have kind of like the like i literally like went to go like talk about like (laughs) Rosa Parks because it was like Black History Month into like women's history and then I was like you know what like everyone knows Rosa Parks. everyone knows Rosa Parks and like not saying that she's not wonderful and amazing like obviously she is we love she's you Rosa a pioneer you weren't the first to do it but we but we love you Rosa yeah I mean she did wonderful things and like, yeah, she did great things so I went to do that but I was like you know what like let me try and like dig a little deeper and see like what I can find that I didn't already know right um then I have I like a couple I'm so sorry I and, was trying to oh god our listeners phone oh, yeah. oh no but. Yeah, so I think, too, we can just kind of, like, you know, it's it's not just maybe, like, really well-known women, but I think just, like, any women that we feel... It has been influential. Yeah, and maybe their story would be helpful for um, you guys and inspire you, which is, you know, ultimately the goal. So, how was your week? How have you been? I didn't... We didn't do a life update last week, so let's go ahead and, like, let's talk about how, how things have been going. Um, life's been good. I'm getting adjusted to work still work has been going pretty fantastic um learning new stuff meeting people 
Yeah, it's been good in my life. Yeah? Okay, cool. I've been I've been good. Um <laughs> yeah, great. I'm very busy as we all are, but I'm I've actually realized I have um a new insecurity. Oh, what's that? And I think maybe I kinda wanna save it for next week's episode. Or not we're next week. Talk about but well I was thinking I don't know, I just feel like we it's, can talk about that later. It's more of like a longer like I want us to be able to have like a developed conversation because mm-hmm. I, I think this insecurity that I've kind of like noticed in myself might be able to like, I'll just say it and then maybe we can get into it like another time. But so I've been like having this weird insecurity about like feeling like the people in my life, like not all, but it's, it's more maybe like an intrusive thought where it's like, I feel like I am only providing a service instead of like people wanting to be around me for like me. Does that make sense? So like what providing I can a give service them. instead of a friendship. Yeah. Well, it's like people like me or like love me because of what I give them, not because of like, who I am right. and I think I feel that way because so much of my character is giving so I feel like that I don't know I think it's an insecurity that I've been like kind of starting to like think about and kind of like toy with in my head like why I feel this way and it's definitely like not like with every single person where I'm like you only like me because of what I can do for you but it, I think it's more just like an overall like god like what if this is true type right. of insecurity so I thought maybe we could get into that maybe in like a couple episodes from now or something if the like subject matter kind of relates but today like that would be a good topic. that's not like you know the today's topic so I didn't want to like get too much into it but that's definitely been something that's kind of been like playing on my mind um and then I think a lot of my last like couple weeks too has been like focused around like my friends which has been awesome for me because I think sometimes it gets so easy to just get wrapped up in like other things and you forget to like stop and like bond, you know, like reconnect. I know we've said that a bunch. It's like, it's important to reconnect with your friends. Yeah. Um, like we had like, we've had bonfires and stuff at my house. I don't know why, just because we can. And I feel like that's been <laughs> like really good for me. So yeah, it's been a good couple weeks. I'm definitely overwhelmed. I feel like I'm in the process of a lot, but yeah, it's, it's good. I'm good. I feel, I feel hopeful. So without further ado, do you want to talk you about can, your you woman? Can go ahead. My phone is not unlocked. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yours is already so, open. Good to go. This woman I did not previously know, and for the people watching, <laughs> why did you slip that <laughs> for up? For the people like that? watching, um, on our Instagram, if you watch our like reels of like podcast clips, I'm currently holding my little screen here like to make sure I get everything right. Why is it so dim? I don't know. I tried to turn up the brightness, but it didn't actually work. So that's yeah, no, it didn't work at all. Maybe that's something we can discuss later. Um, so I picked Marsha Linehan. I don't know if it's Linehan or like Linehan. I don't know, but that's her, Miss Marsha Girl, and she is the founder of Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. So if you listen to my experience episode, I talked about how I did DBT to get through like a really rough period in my life, and I was just kind of like scrolling through like these really influential women and kind of just like thinking and I saw her and I was like oh shit like I kind of want to like learn more about this particular subject so I want to start off with like her defining quote because I was on like this web page and it was like all these women and like their favorite or like a quote that like defines their message Mm -hmm. like um Carrie Fisher who's in Star Wars like her quote was in there so like it was really cool but (laughs) um her quote is the bottom line is that if you are in hell the only way out is to go through a period of sustained misery 
Misery is, of course, much better than hell, but it is painful nonetheless. By refusing to accept the misery that it takes to climb out of hell, you end up falling back into hell repeatedly only to have to start over and over again. Mm. And if you know me, you know that that quote like means a lot to me because I preach a lot about therapy and how like it's not fun and it's not like it's not only an uphill journey so to speak like it's very back and forth and sometimes you do have to like like what she said like it is a love-hate relationship it is a sustained misery I think that's like a really good way to put it but it's better than no help at all so like that kind of like enticed me to continue like learning about her So she's an American psychologist and author, and she created this type of therapy that combines behavioral science with concepts like acceptance and mindfulness. So the whole practice of DBT was originally established for people with suicidal behavior, and it's still to this day the most current method for, um, I don't want to say treating, it's the most effective intervention strategy for people with suicidal behavior. Um, it uses six different techniques and like topics to work with you through those types of behaviors. And that's acceptance of situations, change oriented strategies, emotion regulation, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, and mindfulness. And it's a really like I've done it. So I can tell you it is obviously a painful experience, but it really did help me. And it's kind of like it's manifested out of just suicidal behavior. It also goes into like eating disorders, substance abuse, depression. Like it's utilized for a lot of different things now. It's kind of been evolved over generations and kind of like, and this was developed, I think in the eighties. So she has won a multitude of awards for all of her work, including an award for lifetime achievement in the field of suicide in 1999, which is a massive deal. And she wrote a book, which I'm going to be purchasing, called Building a Life Worth Living, a memoir. And it talks about, like, her experience with mental health challenges and kind of, like, what led her into, like, creating DBT. I feel like I need to read more. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's a... Because we were just talking about reading. Yeah. Literally. And I want to read. Said, yeah. I want to read a lot more as well. And I feel like that's, like, a good book for me to read because I am very interested, obviously, in the history of, like, counseling practices and stuff. I feel like it's not something I'm taught too much in my education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like current, but you don't really like learn a lot about like, okay, so like where did that come from? Um, which is not like a fault of the university. It's just like the way things are. But yeah, so I really liked her kind of like mentality around creating DBT. And I think that it is a really effective strategy for anyone who is like suffering from like pretty serious depression and like suicidal ideation. Um, so yeah, I thought um, that was maybe like worth sharing for anyone who like maybe is like in counseling right now and maybe like says like can go to their counselor and be like, hey, like, you know, I heard about DBT the other day. Like, do you think that'd be a good fit for me? Um, or if this kind of like entices you to maybe like look more into like counseling practices and instead of it being like a bunch of like baloney where you just sit there and talk about how you feel like it really is like very well thought out, very like historical, um, a lot of research, stuff like that. So yeah, that's Miss Marsha. <laughs> On the gram. <laughs> well, no, she <laughs> she's like seventy five now. Like she's oh, still alive, and she lives. She never had kids. She or she never got married, and she adopted um, a daughter from Peruvia, and now she lives with her and her current husband. So love she that. never got married. 
So she dedicated her life to her work, which I think is really cool. That is great. And you don't hear that a ton. No, and you don't. So I feel like that, it's not like, I'm saying, I feel like, like that's pretty fuck taboo. marriage, but it's more like, it's cool Establish if someone, Establish yourself. Like, knows themselves enough to be like, you know, like, I feel like I'm married to my job. Which right. I don't and think Being a in a problem. marriage doesn't define me. No, yeah. As a person or as a woman. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I feel like sometimes, like, the idea of marriage is, like, fucking obvious. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to get married, you know, one day, and, like, I'm going to have kids. And I think it's cool to be like, I'm actually going to marry my job and then adopt a daughter from Peruvia. Like, yeah. wait, Peruvia is along, not a country. Am I okay? You know, Peru. Jess, She's Peruvian. Jessica, I knew exactly what you oh. meant. If you could see my face, I kind of was just like, yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, mm-hmm. everybody. She's That's from fine. Peru, and she's Peruvian. So I can actually combine oh. them. She's from Peru, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a country. You know what I was probably, like, thinking of was fucking... Peruvian show No, tacos. Princess Diaries, where she's from Genovia. There's... When I was a kid, I used to call that Princess Diarrhea. I thought that was the name. Jessica. If you watch Go to Hell on Hot Wheels. You know, uh, if I watch be, those movies, no, not like you guys, I love them. the Princess Diaries. If you haven't seen Princess Anne Diaries, Hathaway, absolutely. any of them love Anne Hathaway. Also watch Enchanted if you have not seen that. Mm-hmm. Devil Wears Prada, you should watch that too. Um, are we Anne Hathaway plugs? I mean, she could be next a couple weeks from now because honestly, she's done some good work. Love All right, her. do you want to get into uh, what you Sorry, what yeah, you because we today? are cutting it into, I'll try to keep it kind of short. No, no, Mine's no. kind of short anyways. So mine is um, Miss Maya Angelou. A lot of people know who Maya Angelou is. If you don't, you're fucking about to. Um, so Maya Angelou was an actor and a dancer, but she was better known as being um, a poet, a writer. Um, I'm going to read her little, her little insight. Also, Maya Angelou passed away in 2014, I believe. It wasn't, like, Fact that track. recent, but it was, like, somewhat recent. 2014. Yeah. yeah. 2014, she passed away. Um, it says here that she was recognized as one more time. <laughs> First, she said fucking Peruvia. And okay, ha- here well, I go. Sorry. It's yeah, contagious. Just, she was recognized as one of the most important figures in modern American literature. Due to childhood sexual abuse and trauma, Angela became unable to speak for several years. And I watched her biopic that she has. Chef's Kiss. Fucking great. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Now that you just said that, I did not know that. She didn't talk. See, this is why we're doing this. Because I think, <laughs> because I think a lot of people, like, know. Oh, like It was the little leg pat. This is why we're doing my it. My Angela's, like, a very household name. But I don't think many people would. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't no, know. No, I, I don't think a lot of people knew that. But she literally could not speak from all of her trauma that she went through as a child. Um, and according to the Women's History Museum, later she found her voice through her writing. And as an adult, she became involved in the civil rights movement, befriending uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr., Despite both of their assassinations in 1968, um, in the following year, 1969, she published her most famous work, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. My grandmother actually used to have that, um, and I've read it. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it is. Um, my mom, I think, also has it somewhere, uh, probably in a firebox, because she keeps all important things mm-hmm. in fireboxes. Um, but it's really good. So if there's, I mean, I'm, I know for a fact you can find it on the internet. So if you have not um, read, I know why the cage birds. Not sing. us plugging books. Yeah, read. Read. <laughs> Get both of our books. Yeah, read. Not our books. 
Our plug book. If I had a book. Bitch. <laughs> um, but the fictionalized autobiography described her experience as a young black woman in America. The book was um, hailed for its revolutionary approach, beginning Angela's career as best-selling Arthur. Oh, Arthur. Love you, Arthur. Two more months. Author of numerous poems, books, and essays. My Angelou, honestly, whenever she passed, it was a little heavy, I think, just because she had done so much for um, not only women, but black women. Mm -hmm. um, and so her passing and just like seeing everything that she had done in her life, she lived a life. Um, and I think she had a purpose. I think she fulfilled that purpose. And I think that should be anyone's wish, yeah. honestly, is to make sure that you're fulfilling your purpose in life. I feel like she also like revolutionized writing in a way because, and I think like a lot of during that time, there was a lot of just kind of like these new voices, like the Martin Luther King, like the Malcolm X, like there was so many new voices kind of like coming mm -hmm. to light to be like these pioneers of like civil rights. And I feel like the, I've always kind of like had my heart in writing, like I've spoke about it before, but I always think the medium of like written word is so powerful Yes, because it it's is. like you can hold it, you know, it's like not going anywhere. And words mean things. And the way that you can read it and the voice that, do you get what I'm saying? Like you're not listening to someone speak. Like it's almost like this weird metaphorical way of like when you're reading these words, even though they're not written by you, you're reading them you in your voice. Them. Yeah. So it's like you're speaking to yourself, especially so when you empowering. read. Yeah, especially when you read like those really like heavy things, like Maya Angelou's work and stuff. It's like it, it has a a value that you could not otherwise have given from your own. Her work. Does that make any it, sense? It does make sense. Just okay, I think you're just. It's someone else's words, but you feel empowered by them. Yeah, so, and you internalize yeah. them, and then yeah, um, I feel like I want to try to purchase like a full book of all of her writing like a collection yeah yeah i'm pretty sure they have a book somewhere i'm gonna try to find it maybe that'll be one of my first reads of 2022 i would love to start doing like a book club segment oh my gosh can we start doing like books that we're reading for the month yeah because i feel like that too, would be so cool it's like you know i just talked about this book about like something that i don't think a lot of people know about and like you're talking about this book that like everybody should know about and i feel like there's a lot of times where like books are not like becoming extinct but you do see a lot of like more like modern people like writing these like autobiography type like memoirs and sometimes I think it's really important to like go back to like basics in a way where it all started where it all started and like read those like foundational like values and principles and like things that are still so timeless and relevant like dbt or like civil rights you know like it doesn't matter it's just like this big scale of things that are still so relevant relevant um, people and, can still relate and to educational them. and it doesn't have to be in like a math textbook type of educational but just kind of like oh shit like I didn't I think about that before yeah. I love when I have moments where I'm like oh my god I've never thought about that before or I didn't even know this existed or that really spoke to me um like I read that quote about sustained misery and I was like oh my god like why have I never like yeah that was the considered first time I that, that as well. like phrase before you know because I always say and not so succinct manners, how therapy is hard before it gets easier. And it's like, no, it's a, a sustained misery instead of being in hell. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I like that you used her because I feel like that's a good example. And it kind of like ties together, which we didn't speak prior about who we chose for this yeah. episode. But I think they kind it's of like, there's a similar theme of like <coughs> this timeless relevancy that I think everybody should have like an it's exposure to. It's always relatable to. and it's always going to be necessary and needed for 
someone and everyone, yeah. I think. It'll always have a place, for sure. And Maya Angelou is a very, like, household name, but I think it is important to be, like... Because I feel like that's the, the case with a lot of, like, really big household names. It's, it's like, you don't actually know the fully know, you know, the biography aspect of their life. Like, I'm going to look that up as soon for. as we finish. Should we order books? Of, yeah. Okay, let's do it. We'll order some books, and we'll... By the time we come we'll back, we'll post it on Instagram. No, whenever we can the do links. we'll order it on Amazon. Whenever you get back from your cruise, yeah, we'll take pictures of our books and then we'll post it on the Insta. Beautiful, that'll be great. And then you guys can tell us what books you're reading. Yeah, and if you want to read our books with us, that would be great. And then maybe we can do like a switch, and then we can talk about what we. You know, I kind of sort of really want to get into reading so I can get a Kindle. Mm. Ashley has a Kindle. My best friend Ashley has a Kindle. And I, every time she's using it, I'm just like, oh, I wish I was a Kindle girl. I wish instead yeah. of like getting on my phone and scrolling, I would just pick up a Kindle and read. Or just yeah. pick up a book and read. Just read in general. The problem is like, so like my mom's like an audible person. So mm-hmm. like she'll like listen, like how like people listen to podcasts. Like she'll Me. just like listen to <laughs> a book. And she does a lot of driving. I've never thought about doing but, that. But, and I really liked it for like when I go see Cole and Auburn, like having like but I don't like it because if I'm just driving like 30 minutes up the road, I don't necessarily want to like listen, start listen to that. So I feel like I have to be in the car for like a long period of time. At least two hours. And I like having the tangible book in my hand. Like I always have, there's always something like about like holding a book. And flipping the pages. Yeah. But, and, and there are it. a lot of books on Amazon that you can get for pretty cheap. I posted one, God, it must have been a couple months ago on our Instagram and it's called The Body Keeps the Score. That one's really impactful for people who have been through a trauma. And it basically is like this whole research book about how like your traumatic experiences as a child affect the way your body functions today. And it's like to most people, it's like, well, yeah, like that makes sense. But just the way and the depth and the research that goes into it and you end up feeling like, oh, God, I didn't even think about that before. Or like, oh, I wouldn't have even noticed that in my own life. So that's one that I talk a lot about in my classes, but I haven't like fully read i've just seen like excerpts and stuff but yeah we can definitely start talking about books more let us know if that's something that you guys would like if that's something you're interested in i'll try to put a pull up tomorrow since i wake up at the ass crack of dawn yeah maybe we can do something i think that would be good for us and i for like me personally i feel like i need that or if you guys have book recommendations for us and jess and i want to start reading more um, going into this year um, and just... And it can be fiction. Using our brain. Yeah, it can, yeah, literally anything. It doesn't have to be an, an autobiography or... or, or it doesn't have It doesn't have to be nonfiction or yeah. it doesn't have to be like autobiographical. Autobiographical. Yeah. Uh, that's the word I was yeah. trying to... Couldn't do it. It's a hard it. word. It's a hard yeah. word. I just struggled through Peruvia. it well. So this kind of leads into... So like as we mentioned in the beginning of the episode, it's March. It's Women's History Month. Happy Women Day for the next 31 days. Also, happy Pisces season. Um, or Aries season. Is it both? That was yeah. Pisces season. I mean, Pisces season started um, on the 20th of February. Okay. And it, it, I don't know anything. I have a friend whose birthday is And it like ends on the 19th of March because my dad's birthday oh, is March okay. 19th. So currently, and then Aries hey, Pisces, the 20th, how, you, yeah. how you doing? Yeah, for the moment. Hello, Pisces. Um, hey, Aries, hang on a sec. We'll get to you in a second. Yeah, don't beat anybody up, Aries, please. Lord have mercy. Um, God bless. So I think today we kind of wanted to or Aaliyah really wanted to do and I wanted to as well but obviously like, it was important to you so then it becomes important to me to talk about women empowerment which I think just to like kick off the month of March it's not like every yes. episode will be like 
women related yes per se i kind of just wanted to start off the month with some empowerment since most of our listeners are women um for the most part we do have some men thank you so much for listening guys hey you probably will like this too i mean yeah. yes it's women empowerment but obviously the men in the empower room empower yourselves take too. what you empower need. the women around you please Ooh, that's a good one that's that, a good thought. that's a fantastic one Guys, if you're not empowering the women, the women around you, you should like try to start doing that. Pretty sure they would appreciate it a good bit. Look at that. As your day ends, take a moment to present. To be present. To, to present. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking it's my about mindful. hepatitis B. Thank you for coming to my presentation. Why did you say that? Is there a hepatitis B? Yeah, but my watch didn't say anything about hepatitis. I know, because you said present. What is that? Instead of being, like, present. present, You said present. I simply can't read. I think my brain is shutting down because it's late. Anyway, basically what just happened is Lee got one of those little, like, breathe notifications. It was a mindfulness notification. With this new update for the watch, it starts telling you to start being mindful. I don't really know what that looks like. Um, I've never pressed start mindfulness. So maybe I'll do that tomorrow so, and I'll let you know. It's goes. actually like meditation. Is it like the breathe in, breathe out, just like the breathing out? Um, yes and no. Like, okay, well, here we go. Plug. Um, <coughs> mindfulness is like when you are, so like if you're doing something, and this is what I do when I take a shower. When I tell you I talk to my water, this is what I'm talking about. Because so many times when our brains are like, do, 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 or even like when you're with your friends, let's say, or you're with family or something like that, and your brain is like somewhere else. You ever talk to someone, you're like, but you are absolutely somewhere else right now. You just like check out. That happens to me often. It's about coming back to your body and like realizing like, okay, what do I smell in this moment? What do I feel in this moment? What can I see in this moment? What can Being I hear? aware. You know, like what are we talking about? What's the conversation? Or it can even be like, this is kind of where the active listening piece comes in with people. It's like, okay. You know, when someone starts talking and you automatically know what you want to say, mindfulness tells you, hold on, let listen to what they say. Like, be present in what they're saying to you. So that way when you respond, Don't you're responding. Don't listen just to listen, listen to understand. Yeah. So that's mindfulness in a nutshell. But I think this does actually correlate into empowerment because I feel like every strong voice needs a moment of quiet. And I feel like that about myself. I feel like I don't show up as my best self or like my most empowered self, so to speak, if I am running on fumes, you know? Yeah. And I don't think anyone is, but I feel like, but some people like thrive off of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. I have absolutely no idea. And if you do more power to you, bitch, I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot thrive off of vibes. Well, I can thrive off of vibes. That's how I get through my day to day life. But I can't thrive off of like, fumes right like just like making it by like pushing and pushing. i can't i will crash i'm gonna i love naps i just need to recharge yeah anyways where when do you feel your most empowered when do i feel my most yeah. empowered oh i don't know that's a good question i'll think about that when do you feel your most empowered I think I feel my most empowered when I have a bit of a paradoxical statement. I feel the most empowered when I'm tapping into like what I believe my purpose is, is like, so when I'm speaking to someone about like something that's going on in their life and I can give them like everything and I can, you know, ask them the right questions and I know that I am 
performing well as like a counselor, if that makes sense. Like, and, and I know that like, if I was in that kind of like a controlled environment, the way that I'm speaking to them would be translatable to a professional space. Like that's when I feel empowered because then I know I know what I'm doing. Um, so I think when I can help people and when I can connect with people and give them the part of me that will then become my career, I think I feel so strong in that moment. The paradox part of it is like, I also am very prone to burnout, like very, very prone. Like I burn out very frequently and it's because when I get that rush of empowerment, I want it again and again, and I want to be as helpful as I possibly can. And it will literally happen in a second where I just shut down and I'm like, okay, I just gave quite literally everything I had in my tank. And then it's like the people around me are like, so you like, don't want to continue the conversation. And I'm like, I'm out. Sometimes it's just like, I don't have it in the tank. And I'm very honest about that. Like I'm very honest about (laughs) when 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 I'm exhausted. And I think that's kind of something I commend myself on. Yeah is I'm very open about the fact that sometimes I am burnt out. Because you don't like pushing yourself too far. No, but I need to work on not letting myself get to that place where I am completely tapped out. For sure. But that's tricky because, like I said, I feel my most empowered when I'm helping. So it's this weird balancing act of like, okay, so my favorite thing in the entire world is to talk to people. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like me coaching them through a situation. It's more just like that connecting piece where you're talking about something like real and it's in an environment that feels like safe. Like I, and I know the conversation is like so fruitful and engaging that gives me like such a feeling of like strength, Mm -hmm. but then that translates for me into like immense burnout. So it is a tricky balance. I'm really, really bad at it. I'll be very honest. It's something I struggle with a lot. I'm not good with boundaries um, I'm very good about telling people I'm burnt out, but that's like once I've already gotten there, I need to work on before you get there. before I get there. Yes. But I will say that is when I feel my most empowered. So do you have you thought about yours? Um, I guess when I feel my most empowered is whenever I feel like my knowledge is being used to its fullest capacity. Um, so whenever I am doing things, not that I'm comfortable with, but that I know I can thrive in, that's when I feel my most empowered. So at work, because I know that, not to toot my own horn, but also I should toot my own horn because I don't do it enough. I feel like I thrive at work because I'm passionate about what I'm doing. I like what I'm doing. I understand what I'm doing and I like learning. Um, and so any setting that I am able to tap into, not just my creative side, but my professional side and um, just continuing to learn and grow as a person, That is when I feel my most empowered, I think. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I thrive off of like more knowledge. Right. And I also feel like for you, the way I know you, it's like you want to be able to show what you know. And I think that as women, that is very common because I feel Mm -hmm. that way. Like when I get a chance to say, like, oh, I'm an expert on something, like you get a high off of that because I and I don't want to make it, I, I don't want to set this up in a way where it's like, men suck. And like, men told us to shut up and sit down. It's, it's not <laughs> like that per se. And men will never fully understand this. Mm-hmm. But when you are a woman, 
there is a second guessing that happens before you speak up. There is a, a question of your intelligence and a question <laughs> of your validity. And it's, yeah. and and that it's not, sucks. it doesn't make sense to it's me. It's not conscious. I don't think, and I don't think it's any one. I don't think it's all men. I don't think it's all other women. I think women are sometimes just as terrible, if not more terrible women are just to as each guilty. other as men are women are horrible to each other i have like a whole tangent to go off about that finish your thought in my head women empowerment is way more about other women supporting women than it has any to me it has nothing to do with men it has women empowerment has absolutely nothing to do with men and everything to do with women and it has everything to do with women supporting women women loving other women and what they're doing um, believing in other women's passions, um, driving other women, making sure other women stay motivated, um, and making sure that while they're doing all of these things, that their mental health is being taken care of. Like that is what women empowerment is. It has nothing to do with men. It has nothing to do with how men empower other women. It's about how women empower other women. Yeah. Because I feel like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in the world there's way more women than men. <laughs> Feels that way sometimes. Doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't so, know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's something that I've heard consistently. I feel like I should look that up. Um, but I feel like whenever women like band together, we can do all kinds of bad bitch shit. Yeah, for sure. And I and I think that's kind of like the idea of like kind of like the show what you know. Yeah. It's like when we when people question our intelligence, question our validity, I think a lot of times it is from other women. Um, and I think that's because we are put in a society where we are in competition with each other. And I hate that. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. I feel like what it is, is that the envy and the need to feel better than outweigh empathy. So I feel and like a lot of times a it's it is, but I don't girl. think a lot of times we realize that's what we're feeling. Oh yeah, you know I think sometimes we. It's can not, not always jealousy. It's, sometimes it's, it's envy. It's that deep rooted. And so, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if any if many people know this, but you develop envy around eighteen months, two years, which of age. makes sense because that's whenever kids start getting possessive, and that's your self conscious, yes. like self awareness emotion. Like you start noticing. Um, when you feel pride, when you feel guilt, when you feel shame, and when you feel envy, empathy, like all those things, those like deeper emotions like come at a very early age. And so I think it becomes so internalized Mm -hmm. that we believe that we don't like something when really we're envious of that. You know, a a personality trait that someone has, so to speak, or even if it is a, a materialistic thing, I think a lot of times like the envy streak translates into like disdain for another human being when in reality it's like you don't like something that they have or you want want what they have. And I also think sometimes the tr- the characteristics we don't like in people or that we find to be the most annoying maybe are things that reflect back to us and make us feel like maybe we carry those characteristics, you know? Or maybe those are character characteristics that we wish we had or maybe that's a way that we wish we could like Like, if you see someone... Okay, let's put it like this, because I feel like this is very prominent with a lot of women. A lot of women judge other women based on how they carry themselves or how they look, how they present. And sometimes I feel like some women are so... I won't say closeted, 
but some women are so like shel not sheltered either. I can't really think of the word, but some women are so like in like this little bubble of like what a woman should be. That whenever there's a woman that's outside of that norm, sometimes they're just like, ugh. But sometimes it's envy and like wishing that yeah. you could break outside of the bubble that you've been in for your entire life, but you can't. Right. And someone is able to be something or someone that you wish you could be, but you just don't see yourself being or you can't be or whatever the case may be. So I feel like, like I said, envy is a very, very, very vicious girl. Um, and it's also really important to stay mindful of whenever don't mistake envy for other things um, and don't try to sugarcoat envy with other things because it's still kind of like yeah mm, it's so kind of rude and because you develop it at such a young age I think it's it's not a I don't want to say it's not a bad emotion it's not like a an emotion that we need to like we can't cut it out maybe that's what I'm trying to say it's not something that we can ever just like wish away it's not one of the seven deadly sins you maybe I feel like envy is one of them maybe I think you might you might be right um I'm not 100% sure but it it's not something we'll ever be able to just like cut out of our diet maybe is is a way I can yeah. metaphorically put it um because it is I mean it's, it's one a part of, those inevitable of life things yeah. you know and you're always someone's always going to have something that you want and I think that's where a lot of times we get really caught up in dangerous things like for example, um, so I'm doing a, a research assignment. Um, I have to like conduct research for one of my classes and I'm doing it on body image and college students. Mm -hmm. And so let's take body image, for example, since Ugh. it's on my brain. You know, like you hear a lot of times about like, you know, people who want to achieve maybe let's say a size four. And then <laughs> when they get to that size four, it's like, mm, I kind of want to be a size. Because then you see this other girl and you're like, oh, well, she is a, definitely not a size four. And like, I want to look like her. Mm -hmm. And you may... And you may externalize that as, oh my God, she needs to eat a burger. When really it's like, why are you saying that? You know, why, why do you need to comment on the way that somebody else looks? Why is that the first thought that's in your head? And that bothers Maybe it's me. not about the burger. You know what I mean? Maybe that's not why you think yeah. that thought. And, it's, and that's okay because sometimes we don't even realize that's what we're feeling. And I think whenever you are... I just really wish people would be more kind with their words um, yeah, and with more. their thoughts about other people because um, one of my professors, whenever she ended classes, she would always end class with saying, be kind. Because you never really know what people are going through. You never really know what led them to be who they are or dress how they dress, carry themselves how they carry themselves, talk how they talk, walk how they walk, learn that person's story instead of judging. Um, and then maybe that'll do something for you. Maybe that'll spark something in you and make you want to become a different person or change something about yourself that you feel like could benefit you later on in life or benefit you where you are right now in life. I just think women are so critical of one another and it's so sickening to me because I, I support everybody. I love what everybody loves. If you, you like it, I love it. And I live by that. I honestly do. Like, like the OnlyFans girls, whenever that was like this whole thing and everybody was like, ugh, OnlyFans. I'm just like, girl, yeah, bitch, if you got it, flaunt it. Mm -hmm. Do it safely. Mm -hmm. Do it, make it cute. Don't be, don't be crazy and don't do it dangerously. But make sure that you're taking care of yourself whenever you're doing these things. But if you want to do that, I love that for you. Do it. Just make sure that you're protecting yourself, protecting your energy. 
um, and keeping yourself safe and do whatever makes you happy. I don't think that is, that's means for judgment, but I think women are so judgmental because there is that stigma that women should be like this very specific type of person. Yeah. Like a woman should be this, like, absolutely not. Whatever society wants me to be as a woman, I am not her. I will never be her. I don't know who she is. I know who she is. I just don't strive to be that. Yeah, I think the all. world is changing towards the idea of um, women can be anyone, but I think the, yes. the problem it's is a very that slow turn. the competition aspect is still is still there where you feel like you have to compete for validation and for self-esteem and I feel like it becomes social media does not help that no and I think it becomes a thing where it's like you start to compare yourself to other women and you either become upset if you don't feel like you have what they have you make the no matter what it is (laughs) or you become hateful because you feel like you have a leg up on somebody in one way do you get what I'm so like you either feel inferior and so for that reason you are sad and insecure or you feel like you are better than somebody and for that reason you become arrogant and hateful and I'm not saying you either fall into one of those two categories sometimes I'm there's like sometimes a, that happens sometimes there is a middle and there's like a good balance but sometimes it is those far left and far right extremes right. it and can yeah. be that for me I feel like and I'll be like very honest I feel like at times I can be really really critical and it's not just like a woman thing. I think it's an anyone thing. And I, I do think that has to do with my current education because I'm taught to look at behavior and I'm taught to look at body language and watch for progression of thoughts and analyze the words that come out of somebody's mouth. And I think the deeper I get into my education, I find myself doing that more and more and more. And I think it's kind of led me to this place where I feel overly critical and I don't want to do that because it doesn't come from a place of hate. I think it's more this aspect of wanting to really understand what goes on in somebody's brain and then whether I agree or disagree with that. And that can be a really slippery slope because I don't think I'm the only person who you're allowed to have opinions, maybe is oh, what yeah. I'm trying to say. But you can have opinions. Be mindful of the fact that your opinion is not, not everyone's reality. Fact. It yeah. might be a fact to it is a fact to you because it's your opinion. And those but are it your feelings. Those doesn't are valid. actually matter what you think unless we're talking about, you know, those friends that are like family. You know, you then discern when you need to. But if speak it's a stranger up. on the street, if it's a stranger or a coworker or just someone that you don't even know, your opinion needs to stay to yourself, and you need to learn how to have an opinion and then let it go. It doesn't need to It doesn't always have to be voiced. It doesn't have to be the only thought you have about that one person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they speak in a way or behave in a way that you would not personally choose for yourself or someone in your life, that's absolutely that's fine. fine, but that person still has something to offer this world and that person still has a voice and they still matter and they should still be empowered by you if given the chance if and you're they should in a room still be them. able to be who they are yeah because that is their truth and that's the way that they decide to walk in their truth and they're being who they are just like how you're being who you are and i don't think that you should fault people because of that no. um, that's what makes them that's that's their confidence that's what they want to do that's what makes them feel the most themselves and i feel like that just has to start being respected especially amongst women um, just starting to respect one another more and um, respect people's walks of life that made them into the person that they are and led them to the paths that they're on now. 
Yeah. Learn a person's story. It can really change. I was going to say that your too. Your life sometimes. Yeah. Like, I feel like it is really important, like, to understand that, you know, you are going to meet a lot of people and not all of them. I think I've learned this from kind of, like, being around so many new people the past, like, two years or so. It's like, you know, I meet all these different people and not all of them what I want to have in like my everyday life. And that's not to say like they're something wrong with them, but the way that I live my life may be a specific way as I'm sure everyone listening to this, like you have your specific set of opinions, morals, values, hobbies, you know, the way your lifestyle and not everyone is going to be a good fit for that. However, you can't let your opinion be their definition they get their own definition. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to define who they are. It's not our job to define other people. It's our job to listen to what they have to say, regardless of your initial impression or your initial opinion, or if you agree with everything they say or do. They're still a complete and whole person with as many stories and people and experiences as you have. And it's not fair for us to limit dictate. them, right? Dictate or limit their worth or their value. Or the quality of a person that they are because of if whether or not they fit into our lifestyle. Right. Does that does that like mm-hmm. correlate? Okay. I feel like I feel like people do that a lot now more than ever, and I think some people do it without knowing that they do oh, it. I think it's human nature. To yeah. Look. It's today's human nature. Yes, it is. Yeah. Especially like I hate to keep saying this because I feel like an old fucking lady, but especially with like social media, and it's social media is just like so harsh. And there's always, like, a new, like, body that a woman has or this certain woman is praised for how she looks. And so all the girls are just like, ah, right, must be her, must look like her. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, you you can admire someone and how they carry themselves and what empowers them and their stories and stuff like that. But also understand, like, what you said, that what what is fact for you is not fact for somebody else. Like what is a reality for one person is not the next person's reality. And you can still admire that person and what their reality is while also still having your own and supporting other women who don't have the same reality as the next or whatever. Cause everyone's different. Yeah. Everyone is different. And I think it's important. Like, let's take this like now let's like flip it. Let's talk about like, us as individuals looking outside, you know, we kind of just did like an outside looking in perspective. Let's talk about inside looking out. I think this goes to show you that because everyone's opinion will be different because everyone's lifestyle is different. And because take the social media example, trends change all the time. Like two years ago, Addison Rae was the hottest piece of ass ever walked this earth. And now, yeah. Did you hear that they're trying to put that bitch on euphoria? Yeah, we'll talk about that in another episode. Oh my God. I don't understand it. But like she was like all the rage, you know, and now it's like, but now there's all these But maybe that's, maybe that was. the general public. I was about to say for whenever TikTok was. She's obviously a beautiful girl, but. Oh, I don't think so. We're doing a whole woman empowerment episode. You're saying you don't even think she's pretty? She is not obviously that she, very not that pretty. she's pretty, but the things that she does as a person. I don't know anything about her. It, yeah, you should look that up. But then it your opinion. Doesn't, yeah, it What's doesn't. Your opinion? I, it doesn't make her the greatest person. But I mean, also respect what you're doing, girly. But also do it nicely, like I said. Yeah, I don't keep up with that particular stuff. But the, like, what I'm saying is like, you know, the person that people think is the prettiest thing ever will change with time. Absolutely. Um, Beauty so standards. The way that you, the 
weight that you put on people's opinions, I feel like is this really powerful choice that we have. And I know sometimes it does not feel like a choice. And I think to a degree, we'll always have those intrusive thoughts of like, what are people thinking? But I think the power of being able to say, I care what this person says and I care what this person says. Like for me, I have like maybe four people in my life. I've This is a new skill. Believe me, this is not new something. New skill unlocked. Like maybe like last three months, I've really like thought about this and been like, okay, like if who came to me in my life, would I really sit there and like be like, okay, maybe their reality is my truth too and I just can't see it yet. Because there have been so many times my friends have seen things that I can't see. And I look back and be like, damn, like they they were right. Or even like, take your fucking mom. Like how many times has your mom said something to you and you're like, you know nothing. Like whatever, mom. And then two years later, you're like, God damn it, that bitch is always right. You always. know, like know, so whose weight, know whose opinions you put weight on and everybody else falls to the wayside. Falls to the wayside. And if you want to listen, listen and then let it go. Or if something that someone says to you resonates, keep it. Lock it. Yeah, that's great then. But have those people that you know. Save for The love is unconditional. The Mm -hmm. love is not for malintent. The love has no ulterior motives. You know, if they come to you with something, it's because it's out of love and they want you to be. Yeah, it's pure. You know, they want you to be the best version of of yourself. And I think that that's how we look at this as a community of women or even men. Like, you know, know both sides of the equation, know when you're being overly critical and know when your opinion is now clouding no one to fall back. someone's value, you know, yeah. like your opinion is not their value. And I think that's important. I feel like it's also important to just know when to not. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Just like know when to not void. Like sometimes like what you have to say is, like, not always, like, necessary. Like, well, I mean, we all have opinions about everything, whether or not we say them. You know, like, we're always going to have... But what's worth being put out into the universe and what is not? Your people. I really think it's your people. I think you have to know that. You know, I think for us, too, like, even with me and Aaliyah's friendship, I feel like, you know, if I felt like there was something I needed to say to Aaliyah, I would have no problem doing that. But I also have other friends that I may be not as close with, in my opinion... I don't think should matter to them. You know, like that's like my self-awareness being like, you know what? They don't need to hear this. It doesn't affect them. It shouldn't affect them. It's my opinion. Right. But I think it's about knowing that inner, that family bond of like, I have no other reason for telling you this than because I want you to show up in a room as your best person. Right. And I think that's empathy and I think that's empowerment because no one's perfect. And I think to be able to say like, Hey, I think, you know, you could improve on a couple things to make other people feel better. And I think to make yourself happier, then that person is going to go and, you know, do some soul searching and they're going to come out of it feeling more empowered, even if it's hard in the beginning to hear those things. Because if you trust that person, they're only doing it because they love you. They're not doing it. Yeah. They want you to show up better, which isn't like what your people should want. Like they shouldn't want you to just sit there and be the same person day in, day out, years and years and years and years. Stagnant. Yeah. That's not good. It should encourage your growth. You shouldn't want to be stagnant either. You should want to continue to grow until you've reached the top. And even whenever you reach the top, unlock a new skill and try there and branch off and dip your toes in like a bunch of different types of water and see what fits and what locks in, what aligns with whatever you believe in and what will serve you um, properly and do that. Go from there.
Yeah. Yeah. So I think what the two big key takeaways is like if we're looking at this from both sides of the mirror, A, be mindful of your opinion and understand that it doesn't define that person. Mm-hmm. And second thing is be mindful of the weight that you put on opinions from yourself. You know, it, like it really does go both ways because we're all people interacting with other people and we're all people who are being interacted with. So it's if, important to understand both sides. And if you take on things that honestly you should not even like, and I hate to say this, like waste your energy on knowing what those things are so you don't overexude yourself to things that don't serve you. Yeah. And to things that are not worth it, um, things that stunt your growth. Um and things that infringe on your happiness. I don't think those things are important to pay attention to. And I think that takes time for people to like come to terms with like th- what this person has to say or what this person thinks is not ever going to affect me. And I just need to continue to keep doing me and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to conti- continue to keep pushing and doing what I feel is right for me and what's going to make me a better person and a better woman. And you should continue to do that until... You feel like you've reached your total, complete purpose. Yeah. Empowered women empower women. You know, that's true. Like, the best that you are is the best that you can give to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth. You can't pour from an empty cup and you can't be, you know, you can't be more than what you are in a moment. And that's not to say, like, you need to be more. It's just you can't give more than what you have in the tank. As don't we over, relate to the beginning of the episode. Don't overgive. Yeah. But yourself at the same time, limits. empowering women can really be... I feel like taking your opinion sometimes and having to be like, you know what? Today I'm choosing to forego my initial opinion in hopes of maybe opening myself up to a better one. You know, Mm -hmm. like give people a a second chance, maybe a third chance, like give people a chance and every now and then like check yourself on that opinion and be like, does that still stand true? Do I still feel that way? It's Mm -hmm. okay. It's okay for your opinion to change. Like, yeah, that's going to happen. I feel like if you voice to someone sometimes like, Oh, I don't like that person. Then if you come back three months later and be like, Oh, like I changed my mind. People are like, what? Like that's fake. And it's like, no, like sometimes your opinion, like it changes, changes. you know, like that's that's okay. That's That's reality. I decided I like hot dogs recently. Yeah. And I swore I hated hot dogs for like, uh, 21 years. And Jessica's just like, so I think I like hot dogs. Because tar- Target has these pretzel dogs that I guess are to die for. I don't know. I mean, they're definitely not to die for, but I can eat it without, like, gagging, which is better than I was for the yeah, last 21 dogs, years of my so life. I would rather eat, like, a sausage dog to some capacity. Because hmm. there's all kinds of, like, mystery meat and hot dogs. Anyways. Anyways. Before we gross me out. Sorry. All right, guys. So let us know what you think about this week's episode. I personally really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, me too. We're going to get the poll up about the books. Yeah. Um, recommendations that you have. For us, um, books that you're reading, and if you guys want us to start like a book, little book series, yeah, or maybe like um, a whole episode once a month, fun. something yeah. at the beginning of every every episode, we'll talk. We do have we have a little bit of a we have a luncheon planned when I get back from my trip, so that we can make plans for the future. Decide Love what we want. So I think you know, hang on tight. You know, we're going for a ride with our little family. So we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. It really, really helps um, us see where you guys are at and kind of helps us gauge like where we are at in your daily routines and, and whatever. So with all that being said, it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's unlicensed, unlicensed podcast. podcast. Bye.